Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You heard it mentioned in the news a little earlier. Um, the Taoiseach is in Brussels today. The um, He's meeting with the, Euro- the Ukrainian president and um, Zelensky is addressing a special meeting of the European Council. It's after trips previously to both London and Paris. And earlier this morning, Leo Varadkar said that he will offer Ukraine Ireland's continued support. But we're asking, do you think are we doing enough? And is Ireland's neutrality perhaps something that we should even re-examine, have a discussion about. I want to hear your thoughts on this today. Tom is with us on the line. Tom, Tom, you're a retired member of the Defence Forces. What's your opinion on our neutrality? Well, I suppose the first thing we have to look at is is, uh, when when we talk about neutrality is what actually defines it. And we're... Have we proclaimed a neutral status when it comes to the ongoing conflict in Ukraine? Um, And... You know, so that's an open question, and one of the things that we need to look at then, when we when we're trying to answer that, is is the act of providing non-lethal military aid and support to Ukraine a proclamation of neutrality? And in my opinion, the answer is no. Um, we've we've provided you know up to seventy-seven million in uh, in support uh, to Ukraine in non-military sorry non-lethal military mm. aid such as body armour, fuel uh, generators, communications, equipment and whatnot. So is that a neutral, is that the sign of our, our definition of a neutral state? I suppose technically no, but when you look back into our history and look back to the foundation of the state, it's how we've set ourselves up. Um, it's consistent with our, our policy for neutrality since the foundation of the state. So we won't join any alliances like NATO, um, but we'll cooperate extensively with our neighbours. Um, so that has been our traditional policy of neutrality. So we're consistent with that, you know. So Taoiseach and, and the current government are being consistent in relation to our version of neutrality. Does it mean we're actually technically neutral? No, I don't believe so. Okay. We've heard um, a lot. No, go on ahead. Go on ahead, Tom. Um, as a nation state, we're obliged to defend ourselves as well. And uh, so I suppose for me, as a, as a former Defence Forces, Remember, um, looking at it now, can we defend ourselves as a neutral state, which is what we're required to do? And no is the answer. Um, are we independent then, even as a nation? And I would say no is the answer to that question as well, because we can't remain independent because we are not self-sufficient when it comes to our policing of our state in peacetime. Um, so we require on other people to help us with that. Mm. Um, and if you look at Finland, Sweden, Austria, other neutral states, they're heavily armed with their own defence industry in order to maintain that neutrality. Um, so, um, so you know, we have an a la carte version of neutrality okay. that we have built into our policy of neutrality since the foundation of the state. Stay on the line, Tom, if you don't mind. I just want to get a, a couple of other thoughts and opinions on this. Ben is with us as well. Ben, do you think we should reconsider? Is it time to reconsider our neutrality? Hi, Andrea. Um, so I, I, would, I would actually agree with Tom's position about how it's, it's a very ambiguous term because, you know, if you look historically, how neutral is it to be? Because... You can't necessarily say we didn't play a role in World War II and obviously we were on the side of our allies in that sense. Um, so if you look at it now, obviously there we're on the side of the Western democracy. The 
um, quote-unquote anti-Russian side. Um, so we do align ourselves with a certain side, whereas, you know, if you were to take neutrality very stereotypically, you would not really fall on either side. Mm-hmm. You would attempt to be, you know, professing for peace and saying that both sides should come to the table, which I know we are as well in the same sense. But we're providing support where possible due to our own kind of international agreements and the fact that we're living in such a global, like a globally interdependent world. No nation state really exists independently, as we know from the repercussions of, you know, the cost of living and the fuel and and the knock-on effects of this this thing. Um, there's no country, in a sense, that's completely independent, a complete individual nation state. They're completely self-sufficient. You know, it's not. It's not possible in that sense. We have to have multilateral agreements. We have to cooperate with our neighbours and cooperate with our allies and whatnot. So I do believe that it is an ongoing debate. I think there's a lot lot of layers to it. And I don't think that neutrality in the stereotypical sense is what Mm. people might perceive to be neutrality, you know, for people on the ground. I don't think you could say that they are. And I, I do think that, you know, even just the statement offering continued support isn't necessarily obviously militaristic support. But if the line was just, okay, if there's military intervention, you're no longer neutral. If there's not, but every other form of support and intervention, you're still good in the neutrality books. I don't think that's a fair assessment of it, really. Okay, because when we have this conversation, and I know Kevin is on the line there as well, like there's a lot of discussion around this, I suppose, today, Kevin, because of the meeting that's happening um, in in Brussels. Yes. Zelensky obviously yes. looking for, you know, making the pitch for, for more weapons. Um I don't think he actually made those comments or reiterated the comments actually in his address to the Parliament today anyway, so far from, from some of the analysis that I can see, he was expected to. But look, he's done it. He's made the comments previously. Leo Varadkar says he, he will offer, you know, all other supports to Zelensky when he meets him. But in terms of military aid, that's something Ireland won't give. So, like, is it morally right then to take this position given what's going on? It's hard to know. I'll tell you why. Because uh, the other countries that have just been mentioned do defend themselves in every sense, both in land and sea, where they have sea. At the moment, as you know, uh, 85% of the traffic crossing the Atlantic is in Irish-controlled airspace. That means we make money from them. It's a commercial operation with the Irish Aviation Authority. But if there are actors out there, as have been the case, we don't know what's out there. We don't even have a prime radar. Even if we knew what was out there, we couldn't uh, do anything to it in that regard. So we depend on our neighbours in a way that other neutrals don't do. So we've been sort of sitting on the flag to some extent um, in the last couple of years and our maritime operations we saw what happened when our Russian friends wanted to take exercising down off our you know southwest coast that's right the, the fishermen, fishermen were going, going to go out to go and chat to them yeah. yes I mean I, it, we should be in somehow a tiny little bit of shame that we can't control what we have what is commercially important to us quite apart from giving non-lethal aid to a, 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 some, a, who, who, someone I would regard as a friend in trouble and the other point I'd make if I may those people who are, you know, the Russians attacking in Donetsk and places like it, they don't mind whether the uh, equipment supplied is lethal or non-lethal. They still see us as, in some way, supporting Ukraine. Therefore, we're part of the enemy, the package, as it were. We're allied to those who would oppose the aggressor. So it's a little bit of... Um, it's a little bit of, a, what did I say, it's a cop-out to some extent and has okay. been for quite some time, unfortunately. Okay. Do you think it's a cop-out, John? Are you there, John? Can you hear me all right? You can. So Tom is a fair, yeah. Um, so uh, yes, I think it's a cop out. I think so. There's one thing about being declared neutral, or you know, having it as a policy, but to be seen as neutral is another thing. So you know, um, 
there is a there's a quote in the uh, in the law of neutrality, and uh, it does state that neutrality in 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 the time of war or in the time of where where there is has been uh, a conflict has ensued, not necessarily proclamation of war, but where a, where a conflict. Is, the uh, neutrality is seen in the eyes of the of the aggressor, so they'll decide whether you're neutral or not. You know, so in this case, you know, when when the aggressor in Russia in this case looks across all of the support that that Ukraine is being given, do they see Ireland as neutral or not? And therefore, is Ireland at risk or not? And if it has, is it, if it's at risk, are we neutral or are we not? And you know, that's the question I put out there mm. uh, in relation to it. So we're sort of we're, we're just unaligned. Um, yes, well, that goes back to the idea of the a la carte neutrality. Yeah, we are when it suits us. Michael is with us as well. Michael, you're also a former Defence Forces member, is that right? That's correct. Yeah, what's your thoughts about the idea of maybe revaluating our neutrality? Well, I think you need to, to, to take away the difference between the principle of it and the practicality of it. Mm. If you look at the moment, uh, we are, you know, getting involved with Europe in relation to aiding Ukraine. Ireland is the most defenceless country in Europe. Uh, the recent Commission on Defence, uh, the General Staff, I think it was, that set it forward that the Defence Forces is not fit for purpose. We are interfering. We are trying to poke the bear when our own government doesn't even take the defence of our own state seriously. And to say that we need to join another military alliance in order to defend Ireland when we don't want to defend ourselves and don't want to spend the money on the defence forces to defend ourselves, I will go back to Marx, and I mean Groucho Marx, who said I wouldn't want to be a member of any club that would have us. And we, until such time as we um, take our own defence seriously, we should really be keeping out of the geopolitics of Europe we have, um, we, you, if you take it in NATO, you're expected to spend 2% of your G- GDP on defence. In Ireland, we spend 0.3% of our GDP on defence. Our reserve is down to 1,700. Our permanent forces are less than 8,000. Um, we, we are defenceless. Okay. And, and when we, if we were talking about joining a military alliance, we must understand what that means. Normally, military alliances have a mutual defence arrangement. That means that if some country in East Europe should be involved in war, then we are going with them. And any country that goes in wants to talk about mutual defence cannot be thinking seriously about it unless they're also talking about nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. conscription, uh, and who controls all of these. Until such time as we take our own security and defence yeah, seriously, we should okay. really keep our heads okay. down. Okay. John is with us as well in uh, in Galway. Um, John, like just in the context, I suppose, of what's been happening over the past year, uh, we're going to hear more about it, obviously, following you know this this meeting today. The Taoiseach says he will offer other all other supports uh, to the Ukrainian president when he meets him, but things like calls for more military aid is something Ireland won't give. Do you think that's morally right? Andrew, I don't know. Because like, Ireland would not, is not able to defend themselves. Like, you know, and if some country wanted to attack Ireland from hot air balloon, we wouldn't be able to defend ourselves. So I don't know how we could contribute to any country, like any military country, like whatsoever, like, you know. 
because like we sent off, I think we sent off eight young army, young fellas there to learn how to fly uh, war planes. Like. And we haven't got a war plane. Like, and we will never have a war plane. And what? it's like the fishermen, it's like the fishermen defending us below in, in Cork. Now the fishermen are being put out of business and, and they have to destroy their, they have to destroy their boats, like, to qualify for city grants. Like. So okay. I, don't, I don't understand where we are okay. going. Some of the texts on this are neutrality should be sacred to every Irish citizen and never be questioned to protect our children and generations to come. The gung-ho attitude needs to be quashed and peace needs to be promoted with pride. Uh, This listener, if we wish to be considered neutral, we should copy the Swiss model of no military aid or training to any foreign nation. Another listener here on 53106 says there's no reason to give up neutrality. It's one of the few remaining things that we should be proud of as a nation of peace. And sure, we can't even house our citizens not to mind spending billions on any further military aid as well. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.